it's Tao. Long time no chat. Life update. I am now Dr. Tao, which means two things. Number one, I am a doctor, but also, number two, as a precarious early career researcher, I will have more time to devote to the podcast. So in efforts to kind of jumpstart this for myself, as well as my potential contributors, I thought it would be very fun to launch a new segment called Tidbit, where I attempt to explain a food studies related topic, concept, idea in five minutes or less. So let's get rolling. If your social media feeds and algorithms are inundated with various types of food porn and food-related content, then you have probably encountered mukbang. Mukbang is a South Korean digital phenomenon short for mukbangsong. It combines the verb mukda, meaning to eat, with the reflexive suffix nun, along with bangsong, which means broadcast. So basically broadcast eating. People who create mukbang content are called broadcast jockeys or BJs. Basically streamers who eat a large, often beautifully laid out collection of different foods for an online audience. And it really stresses multi-sensory presentation as well as social activities. So the aesthetics of the food being laid out, ASMR, and what have you. There are many different typologies of mukbang, each with their own characteristic and trait. One of the most popular is ASMR, where BJs will eat a certain kind of satisfying sounding food, for example, seafood, crunchy potato chips, and the like. There are also cooking bongs where people actually prepare the entire meal they're going to eat and then broadcast them eating it either alone or with other people. Within these different typologies of mukbang, there are also different noticeable themes in the digital content creation. For example, color schemes. Broadcast jockeys will eat entire spreads of food that are one specific color. There are also mukbang BJs who devote their entire streams to promoting certain dietary movements. For example, vegan mukbang. For some mukbang BJs, the experiences of certain new food products, brands, or franchises is very central to their stream. Mukbang content can be very helpful for different food companies and food brands because they're able to get kind of an insider's perspective of their products being experienced in real time. Because of this dynamic, it isn't so hard to conceptualize why some mukbang BJs get sponsored by different food brands and or companies. For viewers, mukbang content offers ways to explore different types of cuisines that they may not have direct access to or are incapable of eating due to a food allergy or dietary restriction. Two popular food types slash categories include hyper spicy foods as well as different seafood. For one reason or another, people may not be able to eat them, so therefore watching mukbang offers a space for them to enjoy it vicariously. The same sentiment also extends to different mukbang streams dedicated to featuring local or regional cuisines. Face it, if you don't have an immigrant community or a diaspora community of a food culture that you're very interested in eating a delicious meal from, you probably won't have access to it. As a Cambodian and Vietnamese American living in northern Italy, I have personal experience with this. So why is mukbang so popular? A number of scholars has kind of dived into this basic question. Kim 2018 writes that it's a great appeasement for loneliness. Spence et al. 2019, as well as myself in 2019 wrote, there's a desire to participate in a group meal in a digital setting. Kikaburn et al. 2021 talk about vicarious satiation. Stanley 2019 writes that there is a desire to consume foods that are not immediately available, as well as a desire to consume foods that one is allergic to. 
Okay, but when all is said and done, what are the implications and what are the applications of doing research into mukbang? Well, insights on the ongoing digital turn of food are sure to arise. We can learn more about on-life consumption, basically how our digital experiences are interconnected with our bodies and how we live our life and our existence. Mukbang is a data mine for different food products, services, and brands. It also shows us the potential regulatory gray areas. To what extent can we regulate digital activities online? Especially how do they affect our behavior, our health, and how we relate to different systems and governmental infrastructure? It also signals the potential for more translations of different food and eating processes and cultural rituals as they kind of make this journey into the digital realm. It signals that the future of food definitely has digital as well as virtual components. However, their long-term impacts remains to be seen. Hey there, listeners. It's your host, Tao. Thank you so much for tuning into the first tidbit of Bites of the Roundtable. It really means a lot to us. If you like this podcast, tell us. Tell everyone. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Dr. Tao signing off.